my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys are having a terrific week. A uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my friend Nick Lindquist. Always a great time talking to Nick. Uh, we covered a lot. We talked about Joe Biden's disturbing, drugged-up monstrosity of a propaganda video released by the White House yesterday. Uh, we talked about Donald Trump's claim that uh, he did, quote, the opposite of what Anthony Fauci told him. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot to break down there. And we broke down a few of these troubling uh, developments in the Senate races across the country. Uh, a lot to get to. I think you guys will enjoy it. Before we get to Nick, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. If you are an Apple user, please take a couple seconds uh, to leave us a five-star rating. Uh, and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the no gimmicks podcast. All right. Without further ado, the great Nick Linquist. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Nick Linquist. Nick, how you been, man? I've been great. How about yourself? I've been fantastic. So um, we got to talk. We got to talk about the, the Joe Biden video. It's making its way across oh, Twitter right now. For anybody, I'll tweet it out once this shows up, by the way. But if anybody missed it, the White House yesterday had the brilliant idea um, to pump Joe Biden full of enough drugs to kill <laughs> Keith Richards <laughs> and, then, and then turn on a, a video camera, uh, record it, edit it together, and put it on the Internet. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's only 17 seconds long, you know, and just Biden just couldn't do it. You know, like, he, he can only make it through a few words at a time. I mean, there's like five or six different cuts, jump cuts, in the 17-second video. You know what I mean? It's like a three-sentence yeah. video. And uh, the man doesn't blink the whole time. Like, it is it is downright disturbing. I mean, and he's doing his best to just read the teleprompter like a robot, and he can't even do that. I mean, like, who thought this was a good idea? And and who, honestly, who, who out there honestly believes that this man is still sentient? Like Jen Rubin and who else? <laughs> Jen Rubin will probably say this was a great strategic move from the Biden administration. A jocular. And, uh, he, was jo- he looked jocular. Jocular, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that video is a mess for a lot of reasons. When I was watching it the first time, I actually was like, for a moment, you know, is this a deep fake? Like, is this even yeah, man. Yeah, man. Is this even actually Joe Biden or did they just like superimpose his face on someone else? I don't know what's yeah. happening here. But then. When you see that they cut it so many times, you know it's Joe because he probably made several mistakes that they had to then cut out. Uh, and and I think his eyes in Dude. particular are what scare me the most. Like I've never seen them that wide open before and not blinking for the whole thing. It's just really um, off-putting. And then his voice was also very off. I know he just had COVID, but... It, all all of this together, it, it, including, you know, the drugs that they obviously, you know, his handlers pumped into him, uh, made for a very weird video that I don't know why they released. I mean, look, I'm a singer in a rock and roll band, you know, like I've been on some big tours and stuff. Um, I mean, he just looked like somebody who just did way too much blow. 
I mean, like, he looks <laughs> like a rock star that's just been, like, doing coke for, like, 18 straight hours and is just fried. You know what I mean? Taking a, taking a note out of Hunter's book. I mean, it's just, like, who's the audience for this, man? Like, what, like did, did they think, I mean, this came from the official Joe Biden, like, government Twitter account. Like, right. they thought, they're like, oh, right. this is going to help. Like, this is going to help our boys' approval rating. Like, it's just, he looks like he's on death's door, man. Like, this isn't funny anymore. Like, his brain no, is it's... mush. He looks like he's dying. And he controls several thousand active nuclear warheads. You know what I mean? It's like, what are we doing? Like, how long can they keep the charade going? Honestly, on one level, I feel sad for him because he's basically just being used as a prop at this point. And then the people that are uh, making him do all this stuff are the ones actually like in control of everything. And it, it's just like, man, they're just taking this old man at the, the, the last leg of his life and just <laughs> just using him to to run the government for a little bit until he's no longer useful. It's kind of crazy and sad. I usually don't quote my mom on this podcast. The <laughs> uh, last week when uh when Biden got COVID, my mom was like, they're going to use, her prediction was like, they're going to use long COVID, like quote unquote long COVID or whatever as an excuse to like force Biden to go away and not run again. That way they can like avoid admitting that he has Alzheimer's. And mm. I was like, I don't know. I think they still think Biden's their best shot at beating Trump or whoever in 2024, like everybody, nobody can stand Kamala Harris. She's terrible. You know, Pete Buttigieg, we're not allowed to say it, but there's obvious reasons why he can't win. It involves the black vote. You know, there's like, you know, so I'm like, they're still going to stick with Biden. But like, after seeing that video yesterday, I'm like, I can see it. <laughs> I can see it. Like They're like, yeah, you know, he's got the brain fog from long COVID, you know, like six months later. And that's why he has to resign or, you know, like I can see it, man. Like, he's not going to oh, make yeah. it. He's not going to make Like, how he can't campaign. Like, he can't sit no. there at home and read. Like, he can't, no. like, he, like, that's the thing, man. They released that video because that was, the like, you know they did 100 takes, you know? And, like, oh, some, yeah. some dude sat there for hours and tried to edit this video. And that was quite literally the best they could do. Like, that that's the best of what Joe Biden is capable of. So I'm like, yeah, man, my mom might have a point. Like, they might try to use COVID or whatever. I mean, it's like... I don't know, man. The, the, the guy's a vegetable. Like, I just yeah. how how do they how do they keep it going? I I just I can't see it. Yeah, especially like you were saying with campaign season. I mean, last campaign season, even he was just out of it. I mean, I I remember like you know every week we'd see another day where he's just calling a lid at like 10 a.m. on the campaign trail, and it's like I don't know how four years later this is going to go better for him if he could barely make it through the last campaign season. Like, this is going to be bad. I don't know if they'll just send Kamala out for him and Jill, and then he just kind of stays a recluse or, or what. But um, <laughs> I hope they just send Jill to just insult various minority groups. <laughs> right. to, to call minority groups the uh, various food items that they are associated with. And um, yeah. Get some hot sauce and cornbread and said Dr. Jill to Georgia. Like, what are we doing? Like, I just don't think, I don't think she's up for the task either. No, I don't think she is either, man. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't know how he'll make it through another campaign season. You know Jill's think, working uh, on her watermelon jokes, though, huh? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> gotta, gotta keep that key demographic. Uh, but, 
but yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, I think there is a scenario where he doesn't run. Um, I just don't know that it will be willfully on his part. I think it's going to be a forced situation, if, if anything. I mean, the amount of drugs necessary to, like, prop him up for another <laughs> two years. You know, and, yeah. like, I don't know, man. I mean, it's not good for you either. You can't just take uppers all the time. You know what I mean? Like, no. I, like I know this is speculation. There's, you know, we'll never know. Like, the information will never leak. You know, Republicans leak. Democrats don't leak. But, uh, like... I don't know, man. I've been like, I'm sorry. I've been I've been around enough drug addicts to know what I'm yeah. looking at. You know, like it's just you, you can't you can't just pump the guy full. Of, he's 80 years old. You can't just give yeah. him uppers. I, I know they were giving JFK uppers, but he was like 43, 44 years old. You know what I mean? Like it's it just doesn't work with, with a man with in, in this stage of, of mental illness. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Ready to piss some people off, though, because we do have to talk about Trump next. And uh, I, I know I get a ton of hate mail. So as long as you're cool with the hatred on Twitter that's coming your way, uh, we do have to tackle this Trump video from yesterday. I don't know if you saw it or not. Oh, yeah. The the Trump Fauci video. It's not good. It's not good. No. And I, I Look, I understand that Trump is going to run for president again, more than likely. And if he's the nominee, look, like, I, I'll be honest with you. Yes, I'll vote for him. I, I'll have no choice. You know, I'd, I'd vote for him again to try to save the economy. I mean, this economy is not going to survive four more years of a Democratic president. My bank account can't take that kind of hit, quite frankly. So, like, I'm not saying I hate Trump. You know, I would vote for him if, if I'm forced to. But, man, every day it's just confirmed to me that he is just not the guy. Like, he's not the guy for 2024. He's learned nothing. Um, you know, he, he, he tried to— say that he did the opposite of whatever Fauci told him to do. He 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 claimed that he never trusted Fauci. He knew he was a, a shyster from the beginning. And that's just, shut your mouth, you liar. Like, that's just a bald-faced lie. I mean, like, Trump handed the power of the federal government over to Anthony Fauci willingly and happily. Trump went nine months in office without firing Fauci. I mean, he could have fired him at any point. He could have stopped the lockdowns. He could have stopped the mask nonsense. He could have stopped all of it, but he didn't have the guts. He he told Fox News that Maria Bartiromo, whatever her name is, in January of this year, that he didn't fire Fauci because he was afraid of the bad press. Because that's a coward. That's just cowardly. Okay? Yeah. He was a coward doing the will of, of sociopaths, monsters like Anthony Fauci. He criticized Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, for lifting lockdowns too early. Yeah. Okay? Like, he can't just rewrite history, man. Like, this is, no, no. I'm sorry, you can't piss in my leg and tell me it's raining. I mean, that's just a bald-faced lie from the former president. Yeah, no, I uh, I was watching that video, and I was like, well, this is just not true. I mean, you hired Dr. Fauci, and you took the pandemic on with, a, with a, you know, an iron fist, uh, at least at the beginning, and and you let him continue to have that power. Like, you know, Fauci could have been... Uh, booted at any point, and he wasn't. And I think for Trump, you know, when this all started, he sort of saw this as his war, like his his moment to to take some control and um and get like the country back on track or whatever, and and save the day. But it just turned into a situation where Dr. Fauci was essentially, you know, I, I would say he was the most powerful man in the country for a while. And um, 
and just let him run with it and didn't stop him. So, you know, I hope one day Trump explains why he did that and gave us an actual answer because, um, you know, we might actually have to vote for him again. Like you were saying, if he's the nominee, I'm not going to vote for whoever they prop up in Joe Biden's place or if they prop up Joe Biden himself. I'm definitely voting for Trump, but I, I just hope he comes to terms with this and explains why he did what he did with the pandemic. He won't, though, because he refuses to admit when he makes mistakes. Right. Like, I mean, he's learned right. nothing and he won't admit. And, I, and don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm no Adam Kinzinger. Like, I'm not I don't mean by mistakes. I certainly don't mean January 6th. I, I could care less about January 6th. Like, I'm right. an anarchist. Okay, the Capitol building means as, about as much to me as a shack outside LaGrange, as ZZ Top would say. <laughs> okay, I do not care about that. That means nothing to me. But, like, it's... I, I hear from Trump supporters all the time, and, like, by Trump supporters, like, I voted for the guy twice. I endorsed him on this podcast. I've convinced hundreds of people to vote for Donald Trump. Okay, like, I've, I've created more Trump votes than... Any of the people sending me nasty messages could ever dream of. Okay, so stay in your lane, bro. But, like, dude, I, I hear from, like, hardcore Trump supporters all the time, listeners of this podcast, and they all say, well, you know, he learned his lesson. Things will be better the second time around. He'll drain the swamp. He'll hire better people. What, what evidence exists that would lead you to believe that? He just went on TV yesterday and lied and, and, pro- and showed us, showed the world that he has learned nothing. He won't even admit when he's wrong. I mean, wh- why? Like, why would you believe that he's evolved and grown when he can't even admit that that letting Anthony Fauci destroy the world was a mistake? Okay? Like, my goodness. And, like, here's the thing, man. The recession that we're feeling right now, trust me, I hope this is the Biden recession. I, I, ho- I truly hope it is because that would mean this is as bad as it's going to get. But I wouldn't be surprised if we're feeling the effects of Trump. Because I, I, usually these things lag behind a couple years. Like, it, it would not surprise me if, you know, we're feeling the, the lockdowns in March 2020 and the spending in March and April 2020 right now. And then, you know, in a couple years, it's going to get even worse when we start feeling the effects of what Biden has done. Yeah, I mean, like, man, he has a lot to account for, and he's learned nothing. It's like, I just—and I they all the, the Trump supporters, the people that really want Trump to run again, and, you know, they, they like Trump better than DeSantis, they like Trump better than anybody. They all say, well, you know, he learned his lesson, he'll do better next time. He's telling you he has not learned anything. He is telling you that you are wrong, that he has not learned his lesson. Yeah, I fundamentally agree with that. And— um yeah, and that's part of why I've sort of uh, migrated to DeSantis. In a lot of ways, he's he's a better version of Trump than Trump. Um, he's got the good policies that Trump had. He's shed the bad policies that Trump had, and um, you know he's still a strong, like a strong man and a, a tough guy. But he's he's got fewer of the character flaws as well. Like he knows when to stop and he knows what's good for himself uh, in a way that Trump doesn't. And he's demonstrated that over and over. Uh, and, and, and also, you know, I've been seeing reports about people in Trump's orbit talking about basically gutting a lot of the federal agencies and firing, you know, over 10,000 civil servants that are basically just ideologues holding on to their positions for life. Uh, which I think is great, but but also, you know, I, I also believe that those people would migrate to DeSantis's administration if he was president and do the same exact thing. I don't think we need Trump 
to actually accomplish uh, that great goal. And yeah, the whole drain the swamp stuff. Yeah, we'll gut the FBI and all this. Like, he was president for four years, man. Like, I don't, I don't believe you. I mean, you like, right? The, the, like, why didn't we already do this? Yeah, man. I mean, like, that's the yeah. thing. It, when you're running for president, you're trying to convince people that you know what what you'll do in office. I mean, like, since Grover Cleveland ran for ran for president a second time in the late 1800s, we've never had more of a case study on what a man will do in office. We have four years of evidence. Okay. So like I, you're claiming to just do the opposite of what you did when you were president for four years. Why would anybody believe that? And if you're a huge MAGA guy, you're a big Trump fan. I'll tweet out the video, listen to what Trump had to say yesterday and ask yourself if you're willing to look the other way as this man lies to your face. He is insulting your intelligence. He's trying to rewrite history. Yeah. Like, are you comfortable with that? MAGA hat guy, are you comfortable with this man lying to your face? I'm not. I, I have too much respect for myself. My, my goodness. It's like, I don't know, man. And like and like you said about DeSantis, you're absolutely right. that He's he's better at, at being Trump than Trump. Like if your big thing is like owning the libs and, and shutting down the press and all that. Like DeSantis is just better at it. He's quicker on his feet. Like he's just, he's he's better. He's more ta- He's more talented a politician. If you're a conservative, he's much more conservative. If you're a libertarian like me, he's much more libertarian. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if you're a populist and you really like the Trumpy populist stuff, well, DeSantis was in Congress for eight years. He actually knows how Congress works. He can actually get stuff done where Trump can't. So it's like whether wherever you are on the political right, DeSantis is just better. Like he's just a better option. Yeah, yeah, especially on the on that experience point. I think him having congressional experience executive experience as governor of a state and then you know going into the white house i think that gives him a lot of power as a true conservative to actually get things done because he knows how like every level of bureaucracy that he needs to get through works um and uh yeah i i think he is fundamentally better at being trump than trump i think he he is a fighter and and it's also incredible the way that he's able to take libertarians, you know, constitutional conservatives, uh, social conservatives, fiscal conservatives, uh, even like neocons and moderates even, and, and take all of these groups and make them like under one agreeable candidate. Like it's, it's pretty crazy how, how broad his support is right now. So I hope it keeps, I hope the momentum keeps up and, we're able to uh, see a President DeSantis soon. Yeah, I mean, because Trump's ceiling is like 45% approval. Like, he never really made it above around 45%. Um, and because that's he's so polarizing, that's that's just, that's a ceiling, man. Just abrasive, like he's, yeah. In, in 2024, he's going to be, um, you know, 80 years old. And he has a ceiling in the mid-40s. I mean, and like you said about DeSantis' appeal, I mean, he could build a coalition like we haven't seen since at least Reagan, probably probably even more than that. And like, I've said this, uh, is this is back in like March or April, and I've said it a million times, but I'll say it again. I had uh, my buddy Jim Garrity on the show on a Monday, I believe, um, and he's uh, like a center-right conservative. He, you know, he's an editor for a National Review. And, and then I had a couple days later my buddy uh, Clint Russell, who is an anarchist, host of uh, Liberty Lockdown, I mean, so like, you know, the the far extremes of the political right 
and they were both singing Ron DeSantis's praises that same week. I'm like, okay, man, if we have a guy who can appeal to these two guys, Jim Garrity and Clint Russell, like, holy crap, we cannot miss that opportunity. No, no, it's the it's the opportunity of really a generation. I mean, like you were saying, I think this is our Reagan and maybe even better uh, if we're able to band together and really just pull this over the line. I think uh, I, I think this is this is our opportunity and we need to take it. So I, I hope the momentum keeps up and I guess we'll see what Trump does. I, I hope he doesn't try to sabotage DeSantis. I think that's my main concern at the moment. Yeah, that's the thing. And, you know, if Trump does run, DeSantis probably won't run because Trump will just act like a big fat baby and insult him, insult his wife, insult, you know, his character and all this and try to ruin his career. Um, so DeSantis would probably just check out and say, I don't want anything to do with that. Maybe I'll run in another four years. Um, yeah. But he really shouldn't. I mean, we, no. don't have, we don't have kings in this country, man. Like, no, you know you what got... I mean? they're, they're just politicians. They're glorified post office workers. Like, DeSantis right. should challenge Trump in a primary, try to beat him fair and square. And Trump should be a man and actually debate the issues with Ron DeSantis, not just insult him or insult his wife's look. His wife's very pretty, so I don't know if he, if Trump can really insult oh, yeah. uh, insult her the way he did uh, Ted Cruz's wife. But, like, <laughs> I, I just don't, like, I mean, not, not that— stuff. I mean, not that Ted Cruz's <laughs> wife is unattractive or anything. She's not. But like, anyway, the, anyway, the point I is, know like, I, I hope DeSantis challenges Trump because that's, dude, th this is America, man. We don't just ordain people. Like, we don't just crown people without a political fight. Like, I hope people do. And I don't mean Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney and these idiots. No, I mean no, like actual good candidates. Like, I want right. DeSantis to run. If Mike Pence thinks he should be president, he should run. If Glenn Youngkin yeah. thinks he should be president, he should run. Now, personally, I hope it's yeah. just Trump and DeSantis, and we can, you know, put all of our forces behind DeSantis. But like, yeah, man, I, it just it it doesn't make any sense to me the the MAGA people who just like want like a political coronation this time. It's like, dude, that's not it's not how any of this. Why why would you even want that? You know what I mean? Like, you don't just go into a a a, a boxer does not go into like a heavyweight title fight without any practice. You know what I mean? And without a primary, yeah. that's what you get. I mean, you want you need to fight the contenders. You need to see who's the top dog. If it's Trump, fine. If it's DeSantis or somebody else, fine. But I hope people run against him, man. Like it, it make it. You know, iron sharpens iron. It gets the candidate ready for the general. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I I hope we don't see a political coronation like some of these people want. Well, well, don't worry, Brady, because political powerhouse uh, Nikki Haley is going to run. So <laughs> we're we're all going to be okay. <laughs> She's so bad, man. Oh, She's so, so bad. Did you see that tweet where she was like, uh, oh, man, I'm, I'm forgetting what it was. But it, she was basically insinuating that, you know, she's she's thinking about running for president. And she was like, yeah, uh, you know, whoever the next president is, she or he or something like that. And I was like, oh, no, don't do this. You're going to embarrass do. yourself. <laughs> You're going to be Chris Christie for the for the next cycle. If you do, or or Jeb, if you decide to do that, uh, man, so bad. Man, yeah, I just tweeted at her like, "Why are you misgendering Ron DeSantis?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you saw it too. Oh God, oh, so bad. It's so cringe, man. I mean, she's so bad. I mean, she's like, yeah, she's like completely devoid of like political talent. You know. Yeah. She's yeah. like Liz Warren, of the right, or of like, yeah. the center, I guess. If she ran maybe like 15 years ago, she might have had a chance. But this is a 
this is a different world than the one that she's trying to uh, succeed in politics in. Oh yeah, man, she is running like it's 1988 or something. She's so you know? like, yeah, she's running like this. Is, yeah, exactly. I mean, she's that like, everybody, is over, everybody but, still uh, loves war, right, guys? <laughs> like, hey, right, right. Oh exactly. no, uh, we're kind of tired of decades and decades of endless war. Actually, uh, read the yeah. room, lady. <laughs> Just My parroting lady. the same talking points from the last 50 years. Yeah. Basically. They need to bring down the evil empire. It's like, God, right. my goodness. Right. Goodness gracious, woman. Uh, well, unfortunately, uh, we do have another election before 2024. Um, mm. and I'm, 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 I'll be honest with you, Nick. I'm a little nervous about some of these Senate races. Um, there's one piece of good news. Um, man, I, just before we get started on this topic, this... The, 20, these midterms are already pissing me off, brother. Like, I'm already, I'm already, like, over I mean, th- this should be the biggest red yeah. wave we've ever seen. We should pick up 75 seats in the House. We should pick up 10 seats in the Senate. I mean, this is like, or, like, whatever, how many are available, six or seven, something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's one piece of good news we'll start with, and that's that Eric Greetens, the former governor of Missouri, who, uh, he's, he's most famous for chaining up and abusing the woman he was cheating on his wife with in his basement. So... That mm-hmm. happened. Anyway, it looks like he's going to yeah. lose. He was the favorite somehow for a while, but it does look like Missouri's going to avoid complete calamity there. But a lot of these other states are still in trouble, man. And I, like I said, the GOP should take the Senate easily. But Republicans have nominated the worst slate of candidates I've ever seen. And correct me, we've had some bad ones. But correct me if I'm wrong, this is the worst slate I've ever seen. Herschel Walker is down three points to a literal communist in Georgia, a state where the Democratic president has a 20% approval rating. Mehmet Oz is down 10 points to a man who just had a stroke and has yet to regain the ability to speak. That is how bad of a candidate Dr. Oz is. He's losing to a man who does not possess the ability to communicate. Okay? J.D. Vance, in my home state of Ohio, should be beating Tim Ryan by 25 points. But he's completely incapable of raising money. He's, he's raising like 800, 900 grand a year, and he's at least double that. He's being outspent two to one. And he also really sucks at politics. He felt compelled yesterday in an interview to say that uh, women should not get a divorce even if their husbands are beating the brakes off of them every day. Really just excellent stuff there from the candidate. Now, Trump is partially to blame. These were the three candidates he pushed for and campaigned for and endorsed. But also voters were not smart enough to ignore Trump and realize they had better options. Dude, look, Biden has a 30 percent approval rating. In these swing states, it's even worse than that. Like, if the GOP fails to take the Senate, what an absolute unmitigated disaster. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, these candidates. It it reminds me of, it's like if, I don't know if you remember Christine O'Donnell from, like, I want to say 2010 or or one of those years where we thought we were going to sweep the Senate and it didn't happen. It's like her, but like there's six of her running across the country. Yeah, it's so bad. And uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, this is another issue I've been having with Trump is his endorsements. He endorsed all these losers that are going to crash and burn. And and the endorsements didn't really make sense. Like they're not necessarily the most conservative. It's just the people who, uh, you know, pleased him the most personally. Um, And and it's like, man, we're going to you know, there's a good chance we lose a lot of these seats. I think um, 
yeah, I, I think Ohio should have chosen Josh Mandel over uh, over J.D. Vance. I think that was a fundamental mistake. And no, he's not uh, ne- definitely not. Anybody's better than Josh Mandel. I'm not going to say <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say what information would have come out, but the Democrats were sitting on Oppo uh, that would have treasure trove. Uh, yeah, I mean, it would have ruined his life and his, you know, and everything. Yeah, it's the, the kind of stuff that you cannot. Well, this is the kind of stuff that's physically impossible to come back from. So uh, yeah. I think that Ohio should have gone with Gibbons or anybody. Okay. But uh, but not. But I I was happy with Vance over Mandel because Mandel would have lost by thirty. I mean, like he would have been forced to withdraw from the race or just go and lose by thirty or something. It would have been that would have been it, it, the worst case scenario. It turns out that Democrats in Georgia had the same, uh, you know, treasure trove of dirt on uh, Herschel Walker that's now coming out. And and all of these kids that he apparently has that he's not recognizing as his kids. And if you have I, a bunch I, of secret, illegitimate kids or let's yeah. say you're like Eric Greetens, who like uh, was cheating on his wife with a woman who he chained up and beat in his basement. Like if you do one of these two things. Why would you run for office statewide? Why? Yeah. Like, just like what, what possesses a person? Like what? Like how? How could you possibly be that arrogant? Like it, yeah, it's it, mind-boggling to me. Uh huh. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And and you know the the all these candidates, I don't know if they just were under the delusion that this stuff wasn't going to come out, or that they thought that they could overcome it. But it's it's really irresponsible to play with fire like that with these big races. I mean. You know, we could uh, we we could squander our our chances at some good majorities in the Senate. I, I was hoping that in this uh, in this cycle we would have enough senators to overpower Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, and Mitt Romney whenever we wanted. Um, but now it's looking like that might not that might not pan out if if things go poorly for us uh, the way that they might. I mean, we might have Ohio, Georgia. And Pennsylvania, each with two Democrat senators, hard left, hard left Democrat senators. Crazy. I mean, that's Absolutely. that should not happen in 2022. No, no. But candidates I matter, man. They... And candidates matter. I mean, you saw this with uh, Roy Moore and Doug Jones a couple of years ago down in Alabama. Like, you can't mm-hmm. just nominate anybody. Like, if Alabama, if 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 it didn't work in Alabama. I mean, the reddest, either Alabama or Kentucky, are, are the reddest states in the country. If it doesn't work there, come on, guys. I yeah. The fact that these primary voters couldn't see, it's like, I get that you like Trump, okay? I liked a lot of things Trump did when he was in office. I voted for him twice. I endorsed him. Can you think for yourselves? My goodness. You do not have to do whatever the man says. He's not a king. He's not God. He's not your dad. Right. He's a politician. He is a widget. He's an interchangeable machine that we use to get what we want. He's a screwdriver or a hammer or something like that. Okay? He's not your friend. He's not your uncle. He's not your king. My goodness. I mean, the fact that Pennsylvania Republicans voted for a leftist from New Jersey because Trump told them to. It's like, dude, yeah. you're acting like these are just Republicans who are acting like Democrats. I expect that from Democrats, I because Democrats worship government, they worship the state, they worship authority, and they love them some politicians. 
they literally want their taxes to go up. I mean, like they, 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 they truly believe these. They believe in statism. So it makes sense that Democrats would worship politicians and do whatever these politicians want. You know, if if Fauci or Biden says jump, they they say how high. They'll wear a mask forever. You know what I mean? But I don't right. expect that from Republicans because Republicans are supposed to value freedom. Republicans right. are supposed to have that that rugged individualism that we always hear about. Where where was that? Okay, yeah. come on. You didn't have to vote for Mehmet Oz, ladies and gentlemen. Gosh, no. it's frustrating. It is, and it's sad because we, I think as a party, have historically, that's been like the guiding principle. Like, okay, did, does this candidate actually like stick for our values or do we think they do at least? And if the answer is yes, they get voted for. And then if they mess up, you know, historically, they get they get thrown out the door. I mean, look at what happened to George Bush uh, you know, after his failures, and I know he had two terms, but, you know, after that second term, he was uh, alienated pretty quickly. Uh, and, and Republicans are good at doing that. Like they know when when to quit and they know when to move on. But uh, except now to shake it now, it seems like yeah. uh, we're, we're in a little bit of a pickle here now. I mean, and I get it, man. I get that, you know, there's all the allegations of voter fraud and all of that, and certainly some of them are true. I mean, you don't have to work too hard to convince me that Democrats like cheating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whether or not it was enough to, like, flip any of these states, I have no idea. Right. Who knows? But, like, you know, I, I, I get that the, the press rigs the game, and, that the you know, it's constant propaganda from the corporate press, and they're just insulting, you know, and, and the Trump voters, you know, felt like Trump represented them, and, and they're tired of being insulted by journalists and by the left and and all that they feel like a personal connection i get all of that i get all of it but how about we win some elections man how about we actually win how about we actually get stuff done and whether trump is the best way to make that happen or not and it looks like as of now uh, in terms of his inability to learn what he did wrong the first time around and the inability to think critically in terms of who to endorse in these races it's like man he's not helping he's not helping like if you're if you are a MAGA hat wearing Republican, like Donald Trump is not helping the MAGA movement. Like he's hindering it with these endorsements. He's hindering it by refusing to learn the lessons of Anthony Fauci. Okay. And what went wrong there? He's, he's not like he's impeding progress here. And I, I don't know. And direct your hate mail to Nick underscore. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But you're right. I mean, there's actually an alarming amount of Obama Democrats that turned into Republicans that <laughs> that Trump endorsed. It's like kind of yeah. crazy how yeah. many of those there are. But it's just it's I, guess un- we'll see I, what happens. I know. I know. I mean these these own goals are completely preventable, man. It, it's it's frustrating. And, and you know, who knows, man? Joe Biden, you we all saw the Biden video yesterday, okay? And that was with hours and hours of editing. Okay, you never know. Maybe his his approval rating is 18 percent in the fall. He he destroys the economy so badly that it just doesn't matter. Right. I mean, like the the Fed's going to raise rates this afternoon or tomorrow, I believe. If it's if it's point seven five, it won't do too much damage. If it's a point or a point and a half, you know, people aren't going to be able to take out a mortgage and stuff. So that'll that'll, you know, hopefully it'll help cool off the economy, but it'll piss a lot of people off. You know, maybe things are so bad in November that it just doesn't matter. And, and Dr. Oz and Herschel Walker and, and all these people win and, you know, whatever, but like, maybe not. <laughs> okay. Like Doug yeah. Jones, you know, a hard left Doug Jones was a Senator representing 
Alabama. So it's like, don't think, don't get too comfortable, Republicans. You can't just nominate anybody. Candidates still matter. Absolutely. Even in the reddest states, they matter. So, uh, you know, I hope if uh, if this doesn't go our way, I hope it was at least a lesson. But I really would rather have it go our way than be a lesson. <laughs> yeah, we've been learning a lot of lessons. And, yeah, too many, know, too many. <laughs> I know. I get it. I get it. Like the government's bad. Like I, I keep learning that lesson every single day. But please make it stop. <laughs> yeah. Nick, my brother, let's do it again soon. Uh, where can everybody uh, send you hate mail? Yeah, send all hate mail to uh, Nick underscore Lindquist on Twitter, and then you can read my stuff and listen to my uh, media appearances at nicklindquist.com. Everybody follow Nick. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks.